Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Chaos in the Planet Kia Studios on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927. Mm, turn my mic on. Do it again so you can give us the. Mm. ACC tournament going on. We're all talking about our picks. It's exactly what we all wanted. Everybody getting involved, choosing who they think is going to win, filling out the brackets. And you are currently listening to the person speaking right now. That is Walker Mail. Is also the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to total points in the ACC <laughs> tournament bracket challenge. So if you want to count. I'm three points off from being undefeated. If, if you want to count on you it's fine you only need one hand to count how many games i missed <laughs> oh, i'm sorry you actually don't need any hands i haven't missed any That's games what she said so far i don't know what that means to be honest with you <laughs> um but okay i guess you could make it work but you don't need any hands to count how many games that i've missed so far oh for on the loss column baby three and oh in the first round i am the leader in the clubhouse with the acc tournament challenge i have got the three games right we got to see georgia tech win late Fiddy was mad, texting in the group chat, saying that wasn't a foul at the end, and Georgia Tech would end up moving on to the second round. Boston College would also win. And then last night, we got a great game between Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. And and great in the sense that it was close, but the officiating, it took a long time. But you did have some some high-level possessions there, some high-intense-level possessions there at the very end. And so we'll talk a little bit more about the ACC tournament. How are you feeling right now, though? Like, only one-point game, so Yeah, man, I, I, I hated that Notre Dame had a chance when Cormac Ryan hit the deep three. I think it put him up four. I was starting to feel good about my chances of being undefeated, but it was not to be. But the Deeks are on. I did not pick the Deeks, but I'd never be more happy to be wrong than today if the – my guys can get it done. I also like that Shroppy is the only one when we came into the studio that posted his bracket. <laughs> Everybody else. Yeah, he got all three too, apparently. Oh, did, oh so Shroppy's also leading. You well, check, check, check. I guess with the with anybody that is possibly going to experience the punishment, I am the one that is three and zero right now. Yes, but Shroppy isn't going to eat a bad cookout milkshake or wear a, a bad team jersey or whatever. He like should make him if if he feels bold enough to post his bracket because he's three and zero, then he should have to deal with the consequences as well, good or bad. I, I love that Shroppy did that. Like he's the only one that posted. All right, here we are doing the tournament challenge. Here's my bracket in full in front of everybody. The thing with my bracket is that I I wrote down a lot of notes. It's almost like looking at Albert Einstein's journal, really. I mean, you're just seeing all of my free-flowing thoughts and why I picked who I did. We'll see exactly how many games I can get right in the second round. We have plenty of ACC tourney talk, but also a lot of Carolina Panther discussion, a lot of NFL discussion coming your way, too, because Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens did not agree to a long-term contract, which means that they placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. He can talk with other teams right now. But there are plenty of teams that immediately come out and say, we're not interested. 
Do you believe those teams? Do you not believe those teams? Is there collusion? I know we're big on conspiracy theories. Is that enough of a conspiracy theory that you might believe in? Let's get off the bus. Coming in hot. Lil Country, the bus driver. Open up the doors. Let's get off that Is bus. Is it a baby. conspiracy theory? We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! And we'll lead off with Jim Beheim showing himself on the television and Fiddy throwing a certain finger at said television. We do want to hear from you, the listeners. Do you want Lamar Jackson in Carolina? Given the two first-round picks it would take to get him, and given a big old contract, we're not sure exactly how much the contract would be. Lamar Jackson is asking for a fully guaranteed contract at the highest of prices. With all of that understood, you, the listener, text us in the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Do you want Lamar Jackson? Peter King, he talked about it on the Rich Eisen Show, saying that there's actually not going to be a whole lot of suitors for the former MVP. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams in the Lamar Derby. I just don't. Why? Well, I think there are two reasons. Number one, you not only are going to have to pay him the equivalent of, let's just say, $47, 48000000 fully guaranteed or close to fully guaranteed, but then you got to pay two ones to the Ravens. So you're bankrupting yourself cap-wise, and you're taking away two huge pieces to build with. And I'm not saying nobody's going to. I just don't think a lot of teams would want to do that right now. Maybe one or two will. We'll see. But we're talking about a guy who, you know, has started and finished one game in December and January in the last two years. Been hurt 34% of the snaps over the last two seasons. The bagel guy let us off with, can we get that Wes Grunt for Lamar to Atlanta again? Can you do one uh-huh. more grunt? Just one more grunt. We need mm. Thank you. Bagel guy asked for that. 704 number said no way. He's too injury prone. Mo City Jacker said a fully gre- a fully guaranteed contract is a non-starter. Simon says, hell no. Dynamic Mark, hell no. Lots of hell no's coming in. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Look, man, a lot of people are quick to turn on this idea of bringing Lamar Jackson to Carolina. Uh-huh. Here's the thing I think people get confused, right? When there are reports about a player asking for a certain contract... It doesn't mean they are going to get that contract. So what's interesting to me and what's a little puzzling is that there are so many franchises, whether it be Carolina, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be any of these teams that came out pretty damn quickly and said, we're not interested, we're not pursuing them. If they're telling the truth, if they're trying to throw people off the scent, cool, I get that. But if they're telling the truth, then it doesn't mean that you are going to unequivocally have to give him the fully guaranteed at the top of the quarterback payroll money. Mm -hmm. Just because he's asking for it, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to pay him that. The market is kind of resetting right now. Lamar could ask for whatever he wanted to when asking for that contract from Baltimore. But now he's going to get a feel by himself, by the way, because he is representing himself alongside his mother with no agent a part of the process. Yes. He's going to get a feel on the market. If the market is telling you across all of the 32 teams that fill the NFL that they're not going to give you the fully guaranteed contract above Deshaun Watson's pay, then you can bring that down and then other teams can be interested. That's why it's weird to me, Wes. That's why it's weird that so many teams are telling you we're not interested. Why would you not at least talk to him 
why would you not at least discuss the idea of bringing him aboard? Even if you don't want to pay him all that money, still inquire about a former MVP who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about his lack of playoff success, okay. If you're worried about his health, cool. But it doesn't mean that you don't even inquire about a guy of his ability. And with the fact that there were so many teams that said, nah, we're good, that's the thing that's puzzling to me. Yeah, and they're not worried about Aaron Rodgers' playoff success. They're not worried about that when they're paying, talking about paying him $58 million for this upcoming season. Uh, like I said, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal. While it's not up to the uh, high-dollar amount that Deshaun Watson's was, but still, there are some other quarterbacks. We saw what Daniel Jones got paid yesterday. We don't see anybody complaining, complaining about that from him. He's a running quarterback. He only threw for, uh, what, 15 touchdowns last year? Nobody's complaining about uh, what he's getting. Now, I know it's not a fully guaranteed contract, but like I said, you know, there are precedents, precedents to be set. But this is still a guy last season but at the time when he went down from injury, his 12 combined touchdowns were more than 30 NFL teams at that point in the season. This is still a guy whose passer rating is 13th all time for you guys out there that want to criticize the passing of Lamar. So as far as what you wouldn't pay him, you know, I think it's ridiculous in these teams coming out to say it. It's just the league trying to make sure that this doesn't become the new norm. And I'm doing air quotes when I say that because every quarterback that comes here after will want guaranteed money. And one thing I think about Lamar, too, that's just me digging a little bit deeper, thinking a little bit more critically, is the aesthetic of Lamar Jackson getting this. We know Lamar. Lamar's a great guy. I've interviewed Lamar a couple of times. When you talk to his teammates, the year that he won the Heisman, when I talked to Lamar that season and his teammates, I mean, they tell you you wouldn't even know the guy won the Heisman. That's how Fun humble dude. that the guy is. Mm -hmm. But it's just that Lamar does have the aesthetic, that South Florida aesthetic to him. He looks a certain certain part. He doesn't dress like the, the buttoned-up quarterbacks. He's not going to be coming in with the suit and tie and, and business-like. And I wonder, too, is that playing a small part in this? Is they don't like the look of a Lamar Jackson getting this type of money. And I'm, ta I'm not just talking about skin color. I'm just talking about, you know, Lamar has that, that South Florida vibe to him, plain and simple. So I think about that as well. But there are some teams out here that want him, and I think it's either two ways. It either is the league colluding to make sure this doesn't become the new norm, or these are teams giving smoke screens to keep whatever quarterbacks they may have in their stable, you know, happy or not wanting them to feel threatened, but they still plan to go after Lamar. I mean... The success that Lamar's had with Baltimore, it's pretty impressive, man. I mean, to win the MVP the year that he did and go All-Pro, I know you're not talking about a lot of playoff success right now, but there are so many quarterbacks out there that take a while to actually get a few playoff victories under their belt, too. And Lamar does have at least a playoff victory. No, they haven't won a Super Bowl, but also the guy's 26 years old. When we were talking about Derek Carr, clearly a worse quarterback than what Lamar Jackson is. When we were talking about Derek Carr, we were throwing all of this excuse, all of these excuses towards him. And he's been in the league toward a, a decade time now. And he's 32. And we were talking about Derek Carr bringing him on a contract at 35 million a year, or excuse me, 35 million mm -hmm. a year, bringing him in. And at 32, that's enough to get a few years out of him. What about Lamar Jackson for the next five years? Like, if you're worried about the health, I get it. I mean, he's played 12 games in 2021. He played 12 games in 2022. 
he does play a style that might lend himself to get hurt a little bit more because he's not a Cam Newton body. He's not a Josh Allen body. He's not an Anthony Richardson body. But it's not like I see this guy take a million. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he protects destroyed. himself. He yeah. does protect himself. One, it's hard to get a clean hit on him because he's so elusive. Right. And that's one of the things that you do like about Lamar. But if you're worried about the health, it's a legitimate concern. Even if you would rather have a rookie-scale contract and do that whole blueprint thing, I get that. Like, there are arguments to be made as to why you would rather take another route. But for so many teams, like Carolina, where Joe Person reported this yesterday of The Athletic, he said Scott Fitterer, quote, certainly will discuss and has discussed Lamar Jackson because that's what he does, but Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market, per league sources. Just coming out so soon after the non-exclusive franchise tag was placed on Lamar the way it was, and just to not pursue conversations with potentially how this thing could go, that's where I think due diligence is not being served enough. Because if you were talking to Lamar, then there's some tampering. And if you weren't, now you can. Mm -hmm. Now the window is open. And if you leave that conversation saying, now we're good, we're going to pass, okay. But Atlanta? Carolina? Again, it's not like you got to worry about upsetting Matt Corral. Who cares? It's not like you got to worry about upsetting Desmond Ritter. Who cares? If you're Miami and you're worried about not buying fully into Tua, okay, I get that a little more. I roll my eyes at it a little bit, but fine. Decent enough storyline. But when you're talking about these teams that don't have any QB that you feel great about for the future, that's where it gets a little eye-rolly to me and hard for me to understand. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so, and I think, too, it's all about how it looks. Because if Lamar doesn't get hurt, he was on an MVP pace as far as he was playing last year. If he does win that second MVP trophy, if he does lead Baltimore to the playoffs and they go on a run, are we having this discussion at all, especially if Baltimore decided they don't want him, there will be teams knocking down his door. But because he finished the season injured or people saying being a, a malcontent, then I think that's kind of putting a damper on this story as well. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about this, too. It's a big-time conversation. We'll continue on on Wesson Walker. We'll also talk about NFL free agency starting next week. What are the best and the worst free agent deals Carolina has been a part of in the last five years? you got to stick around and find out. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Down Panther free agency nostalgia lane. We've been kind of doing that in the last couple weeks or so. Looking at the franchise tag history yesterday. 
Wes was looking at the free agent list of the Carolina Panthers because of the question I teased with going into the break. What are the best and worst free agent deals in Panthers history? As Wes was looking down the list, he said, I legitimately forgot Jeremy Shockey played with Carolina. It's true. You'll you'll do that going down this list. Yeah. And and I remember we, we kind of looked for that two tight end set so long after that. I, I don't feel like the conversation is really had anymore because I think we're just looking for one right now. But when Greg Olson was playing as long as he did, and then Jeremy Shockey was done after his like one season here in Carolina, where you saw that offense be pretty damn effective with Cam in his rookie mm-hmm. season. We were always trying to get back to the two tight end set. Hey, look, it was working with New England. It worked with Carolina. And you had Greg Olson. Let's get somebody else alongside him. And now we're just looking for one. Now we're just like, all right, Ian Thomas wasn't cutting it. Tommy Trimble, we'll see, but not cutting it yet. Mm-hmm. So just Jeremy Shockey, kind of interesting in how we talked about what we wanted to see from that offense as the decade would move on. 704-570-9610. That is the number to text for the Garage Door Guru text line. Oh. Just wanted to read a couple of texts here on the text line about Lamar Jackson, whether you want him or not. I mean, Wes, we've gotten a lot of texts, and we appreciate all of them, by the way. Yes. A bombardment, if you will, of text messages. All of them. I'm not kidding. This is literal. This is not hyperbole. All of them are telling me, no, we don't want Lamar Jackson in various ways. Lots of hell no's. Lots of hard I want to add to it. Why do you guys not? Well, want and, and look. Besides the, the salary, is there something about his game that you don't like? Text that as well. Well, and yes, I think, look, there are legitimate reasons. The health is big. I get it. The health is certainly big. The money is big. If it's brought, my my whole point is, why are we depriving ourselves of negotiations? If you feel it's on Lamar to bring that down before you talk, okay. But don't you have to go in there and mix it up yourself a little bit? Like, don't you go in there and give your sales pitch in order for him to bring that down a little bit? Yeah. Like, I just, it just doesn't seem right to me. If we always talk about due diligence, why would you not go out there and see? If he is willing to bring it down in a meeting with you, right? Maybe not, but at least you serve that time. A former MVP, a dude of that talent, whether you have him as a top five, top 10 QB or not, a dude with that kind of talent, it's worth having that conversation with. And I brought up Derek Carr. Dynamic Mark said we did not want Carr either. That's not what they said. I mean, we have reports about Frank Reich being a driving force wanting Derek Carr. Scott Fitterer, Frank Reich, taking questions from the media, said, we're certainly going to consider all of our options. Now, granted, we haven't heard from Scott Fitterer, Frank Reich, speak to media about Lamar Jackson, but the reporting right now is that the Panthers are out. Joe Person said it. Adam Schefter referenced the Charlotte Observer a few different times on NFL Live and SportsCenter yesterday that the Panthers are out, along other franchises. So to say that we didn't want Carr either, I guess you could prove that if you're going to compare them with the Saints. But it's not what they were saying when Carr was still available, right? So that's not necessarily true. 704 number wrote in, nobody is paying a guy 250 mil plus fully guaranteed if he's only played one NFL game in December the last two years. Oh, don't forget throwing away two first rounders as well. Give me the young rookie contract, much better risk reward. Okay, that's fair. I, I would I would want to see what the negotiation would look like if you want to go in there and mix it up. And if you ultimately decide, look, The health is too scary. He's not coming down as far as I want to on his price. On top of giving up two first-round picks, give me the rookie-scale contract and then possibly moving up for a guy that could be a Justin Herbert, a Josh Allen. Give me whatever first-round QB that's worked out in the last three, four, five years, whatever. Okay, 
I'm not here to serve as a blockade for whatever argument you have against bringing Lamar. But, man, to shut it down like people are, that's where it gets ridiculous to me. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I just want to know why and how many quarterbacks would you pay that to? Now, I'm no capologist. I know that money was added to the cap, so I don't know as far as how much damage that does. Obviously, I know it's going to do some damage. But let's talk about the quarterbacks that you would pay that to. You guys, I would like to know out there if you would want Aaron Rodgers at that $58 million price point. Because if you say that, if you say that, I definitely don't want to hear about you not wanting Lamar because Lamar's far much younger. Aaron Rodgers hasn't had hardly any playoff success when well, we break it all down. It, it's yeah, been a while. but it was what twenty? What was it? it was a long time. It was, it was a, long a long time, time ago. That's what I'm saying. But as of recently, all he's done is gone in the playoffs and get put out by my Niners or get put out by somebody else. So the playoff success for him in recent memory isn't there. But you guys love him because he still has this boogeyman moniker that to me is straight BS, to be frank. Okay, you definitely would pay Patrick Mahomes that. No question about it. You probably, if Panther fans had a ch- well, chance to sign, I would love to know if they had a chance to sign Josh Allen at that price point, would they do that? I think that's that's the mark to see if we got some hypocrisy going on. But would you guys sign Josh Allen for that same price point? What, what, just real quickly, I do want to acknowledge something I do like about the show that has been taking form the last couple of weeks <laughs> is Fiddy contributing to the conversation through sound bites yes. where we know what his opinion is, even if he doesn't say a word. Because we can see his face, or at least I can, with some of the points that he makes. And then you can play the sound bites. But I honestly love that. I love you communicating to us via sound bites and different drops that you have, rather than opening your mouth and speaking on the mic. Like, I, I legitimately like that form of communication. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> oh, were you going to say No, something? I was just going to say, do okay. you hate hearing me talk, Walker? No, not at all. Okay. I just like yeah. a new way of you talking. Go <laughs> so ahead. So, like Walker. I said, we're talking about Daniel Jones getting 40-plus but, I mean, let's go through the list here. If Panther fans, if you had a chance to sign these quarterbacks on equal ground for the same money that Lamar wants, would you sign Josh Allen for that money? Would you sign Justin Herbert for that money? Would you sign Trevor Lawrence for that money? Would you sign – and I guess we could go with with, with maybe those three guys uh, at this point right now when you talk about the three – uh, youngest, and then I know you would sign Patrick Mahomes, but we'll throw him in there for good. Well, I mean, yeah, Pat. If if you're not giving Pat Mahomes that money, what are we doing here? But he's also possibly going to be the greatest QB of all time when it's all said and done. This is true, but I'm just saying. Or Joe Burrow, we'll put him in there too. Oh yeah. Would you give him? Would you give him that money at Lamar's price point? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Go. go. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying yes. You're not really arguing with me. You're arguing with. With other people. Go is ahead, maybe Fiddy. the best example Jalen Hurts. Okay. That was one, like, really, really good, Him great too? season. But, like, I don't know if Jalen Hurts for the next five, ten years is going to be a top three quarterback in the NFC, a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like, like if if, if, if he was available, would you pay him a, a fully guaranteed contract of $250 million, Jalen Hurts? I wouldn't. So oh. that, that, that's why I think it's easy to be hesitant on Lamar, a guy who's played two games in December the last two years. So, yep. uh, well, so, but that argument though, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the whole he doesn't show up in the playoffs thing, Seriously, okay, he's, he's got to play six. Uh, I agree, I agree with you. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate and then fighting yeah. myself a little bit here. It's very <laughs> weird, but but this is what I'm doing, right? He's winning. So uh, me, I'm winning, <laughs> just like the ACC tournament challenge. If you're looking at the playoff lack of success for Lamar, okay. He's young. I'm with you, Wes, but okay. But with Jalen Hurts, 
There's going to be a lot of people that apply that same argument to Jalen only doing it one year. But the dude freaking balled in the Super Bowl. He had a fumble. Okay? Bad turnover. But that dude balled. Steve Spagnuolo dared him to score points with his arms, and he threw it in tight windows. And he did something, granted, we had all question marks about with Jalen Hurts coming into the season, but every step of the way, Jalen Hurts, especially in the biggest game of his life, balled. Like, yes, I I am going to bet on the young QB who showed up on the biggest game of his life, and I'm going to give him money. If you want to talk about the whole, as soon as you pay him, you can't allocate resources to the crazy pass rush they had to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yes, such is the burden of finding your really good young quarterback. Sorry, that's life in the NFL. Because Jalen Hurts is not going to be any different as far as paying that kind of QB compared to the other young QBs who ball in the biggest games of their life. Lamar Jackson, the health scare is there. I'm not here to deny that. I want to see him play more games than he has the last couple of seasons. And if you don't want to give him 50 mil guaranteed plus, cool. But man, that's a that's a lot to just stomp on. Like there that that's what I'm interested in, right? Like there are legitimate reasons to pass on Lamar Jackson. But but to have the emphasis, to have the adamant stance of no, I don't want him near my organization, it's okay for a former MVP to ask for top QB money. Maybe it's a lot. No, it's definitely a lot. But it's okay to ask for that when you've accomplished, even with the lack of playoff success, it's okay to ask for that again as the salary cap rises too and as we know the QB position to continue to set Correct. the market the and way you can't does. tell me the guys that I just named aren't going to get those type of deals. Now, Josh Allen has already gotten his money, but Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence strikes me as a guy we'll see. that will probably ask for he, – he will probably take less so that he can – have a better team around him. Really? He just, Why? He just strikes me as that kind of guy. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a leader, man. I mean, you saw him after the playoffs. You know my affinity but wait, for but, him. But he strikes me as that kind of guy. I don't know that he'll go for the gusto. I think the problem with that, though, is you give evidence to the counter. If you do that, if you are using that to lift up Trevor Lawrence, and then you're not saying that about Lamar, like that's no, a point against Lamar. Kind, Well, kind of, but I just said I, I don't think that Trevor – because we know so far, we know 100% – that Lamar is asking for a monstrous, fully guaranteed deal that's going to top the market at this juncture. We know that's what he wants. That's what's been reported because they said that he rejected uh, a deal from the Ravens um, already, that they said that they offered him a five-year, $250 million deal in September that had 133 guaranteed, and he turned it down. So we know at this point he wants top dollar. I'm just saying that off my assumptions of what I think I know about Trevor Lawrence, he strikes me as one of those Brady kind of guys where he'll be like, eh, I'll take less so that we can keep guys. So the two quarterbacks that come to mind, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes did it a little bit. A little bit. Not to the degree that Tom Brady did, but with Tom Brady, an overlooked aspect about that is the fact that at the time, he was married to Giselle Bunchen, who was worth considerably more than he was. So he was yeah. good. He was, I mean, that is a extremely relevant thing when you are married to someone who's actually their net worth is a lot more than yours. But when you, but, but I was going to say when you break it down, I'm still, if you're making 30, 35 a year, you're still good. But no, you're right about that. You're right about that. But the thing is, it, Tom Brady is more than a made man negotiating that. Pat Mahomes is probably the example to make. Tom Brady can't. 
when you're in that kind of tax bracket, you just can't bring him into the conversation with I, Lamar. I, but see, I, you can't. Then I think you. But I'm just saying, I think you shortchanging Brady though how much he wanted to win. I truly think that he took the haircuts because he wanted to win. Uh, fair, but he also had the resources to do it. Man, that matters so much. But you act like thirty million. I'm gonna be sitting there eating chunky soup every night. No, no nobody is acting like that. All right, but you said, but you're like, oh, he he's got his wife. It's good. But if I'm making thirty, thirty five, because I think his last, I think he was making like thirty two or something like that. I mean, if I'm good. Talk, if you're no one, I am not acting like you're eating chunky soup. Even though if I was worth thirty five million a year, I'd still eat chunky soup. It's fantastic. <laughs> Big shout to Donovan McNabb and those fantastic oh. marketing campaigns. Sorry, but. I'm not saying that, but if you're talking about a significant other that is not Giselle Bunchin, whose net worth is worth considerably more, like that matters, especially if you're wanting to talk about generational wealth. Yes, 35 mil a pop, you're going to have generational wealth. But think about how many other generations you're adding on to generational wealth if you're Tom Brady. That has always been an overlooked part about that. But let's go to Pat Mahomes because that's okay. an example that you could go to. Okay. Pat Mahomes, the thing about him is when you know you're the best in the league and everybody treats you like that. Mm -hmm. And he didn't ask for le as less as Tom Brady did, if I'm not mistaken. He's ninth, he's ninth in salary for last season. Pat, uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes, 29.4. And that's because we saw some, that's the whole QB market refreshes its thing. You right, know. but still 29.4 for Mahomes. He's not in a 40 million and 50 million club like some of these guys. Well, and apparently he structured and his contract. And 50 well, and, and it is huge with Pat Mahomes doing that because he structured his contract in a way that allowed you to sign Chris Jones. Like, that was the big part of that, right. was to bring in that in. And, and so, I'm just saying, I think Trevor Lawrence will do something like that. Yeah, so so maybe Trevor Lawrence does it. And and maybe that's what Baltimore has tried to pitch to Lamar. And if mm -hmm. Lamar wants to try to get his money, that's fair. But, but here's the other thing, too, about Lamar trying to get all this money in the world. If you're sitting here telling me you don't want him because the injury concerns, and Lamar is asking for that much money because he understands this might be his last contract because of said injury concerns... You can't have it one way or the other. Like, you have to acknowledge the other side of the argument. Mm -hmm. So if Lamar wants to cash out as much as he possibly can because he himself is worried about getting injured to the point where it takes money out of his pocket, and that's the exact thing you're worried about paying him for, then you have to understand Lamar's angle here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing when you talk about his side of the negotiations. I get it. Get your money, young man. As the Soprano said, I'm with it. So, yeah, like that's that's what's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating, man, because especially now you have the Aaron Rodgers domino. We saw Derek Carr sign with New Orleans. QB movement has been a thing the last few years in a way that it was absolutely not five yeah, years ago. And I, and I just want to know from the people, would they pay this for these other quarterbacks? Because that's that's the thing. It's like, well, would like, you, would you pay for those guys? I mean, I, I think if the Panthers fans had a chance to get a Justin Herbert at that price point, I think they do it no problem. Well, yeah, I that that gets a little tricky, though, because I'm with you on Lamar. Like, mm -hmm. we're arguing the same thing. Mm -hmm. When you bring that into the equation, yeah, I mean, I, I'd pay Justin Herbert that. I love Justin Herbert. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jalen Hurts. I love... Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has a big old year ahead of him this season. Like mm -hmm. that one's still a little interesting. So yeah, but but I think my point is, I guess I guess you're right. You could bring Lamar into that equation. I think he's at the bottom of that mm -hmm. as far as Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and who I'd want to give. Mm -hmm. But but we're talking about having like what four spots of QB difference between us. Man got an MVP. None of these guys got MVPs. He's put up crazy numbers, but he's below these guys. 
I, I just I, I don't know when Joe Burrow just became this like folk. Oh, he took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Hey, God. I mean, this man became a folk hero like overnight for being a drop back passer. He's been to back to back AFC championship games. Hold on, Wes. The last two years, Joe Burrow has been insane. I mean, I get it, man. But come what? On. Come on. Come on. We can't bring Joe Burrow down. 704-570-9610. Feel free to text in the Garage Door Guru text line. Well, I didn't have Jamar Chase and, 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 and T. Higgins. And delivered. Feel free to text into that text line. Also, feel free to listen to this Fitty Flash. What you got for us, Fitty? We're going to keep it on the quarterback conversation. I asked Jeff this question when I was on Charlotte Sports Day, but I'll ask you guys. Jets are meeting with Rodgers. They're going to California. I wonder if his family will be present for this meeting or not. But do you think when it's all said and done... Aaron Chach Rogers ends up <laughs> in New York like his mentor Brett Favre did. I think so. Did they go yesterday or they went or they're going? I'm not sure. I the... thought they already went. Well, maybe they didn't. But in, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's going to go there. It looks like it's starting to point towards him being a Jet. Because part of the conversation is so much of how much the franchise once said QB. Doesn't seem like Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers as much as they used to. Even when they drafted Jordan Love, remember how they were saying, oh, no, we're just trying to get ready for the future, and we, we still want you, Aaron. They de- they desperately wanted him then. Now, it's like, all right, you know, we're good with it. That's why I think Aaron Rodgers leaves and goes and plays for the New York Jets. It's Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll recap the games from yesterday in the ACC tournament. And a certain coach coached his last game yesterday. Where does he get placed in the ACC coaching lore? We'll talk about that coming up next in the Campus Corner on Wesson Walker. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ Garage Door Guru Text Line 704-570-9610. I want to know which quarterbacks you would pay that Lamar bag to. Uh text in with that as well, because you guys had a lot to say as far as why you would not pay Lamar. Hit up those socials, Wes and Walker on Twitter, WFNZ on Twitter, and the WFNZ Instagram. We always have some treats. On there for you guys. So Walker. just just to read the text, okay. a lot of them are coming in, and we can't spend more time on this. we got to get the ACC attorney. Yes. But most people are saying it's pretty much Mahomes, and that's about it. Okay. As far as the 250 guaranteed, that okay. that's a lot. Now, there are plenty of texts. we got a lot. People are hot about this, Wes. It's a hot yeah, topic. We love it. We'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it more. But for now, it's time for the campus. Kona. Let's go. All right, ACC tournament scoring update. I guess Walker put this in because he wanted to actually hear me say uh, that he's up right now. I'm sorry, can you turn his mic up real quick? Just yeah, so we I can guess hear he him? wants to hear me say that he has three points and Fiddy and I have 
uh, two points okay. right now, but that can all change today. He could be coming in here boohooing tomorrow with a uh, bad day at the office. Not me. Uh, yesterday, we had, like I said, Georgia Tech battled back against Florida State, got it done on a controversial foul, much to the chagrin of one Josh Fitty Marlowe that was pretty upset about what transpired there late in the game. But Georgia Tech won on a free throw, a late one at that. Boston College handled business against Boston. Uh, Boston College handled business against Louisville. And then in the nightcap, Notre Dame had me thinking I could be the one in here gloating and popping-ish. But that was Psych. not to be as Virginia Tech came back and won it late. What is our thoughts from yesterday? Are we in for a crazy tournament after two of the three games uh, went down to the wire, controversial calls, all the things? Uh, yes, I think so. I, and I, I always thought that even coming into the first round, just because of the way that we saw the season play out in the regular season. Last night, that was the game that was kind of hard for me to figure out. Just because Virginia Tech has probably been the hardest program to figure out as the year has gone on, right? They, Notre Dame... You and I both have talked about how, yes, they lose. Eventually, the Fighting Irish lose every game, yeah. but they're always there at the very end of it. So was this going to be the time or one of the times that Notre Dame was able to win, especially for Mike Bray ending his career at Notre Dame as it stands right now? VT, you have a, a dunk from Justin Mutz, and then you have Hunter Couture creating a nice play for him. You have the, a couple of free throws that were able to be sunk at the end of this game, and eventually VT moves on. But that game... The officials at the very end. It took forever oh, to make a call. Just killed any momentum anybody had, if you believe in that sort of thing. And it just took a long time to try to figure out if it was going to be a flagrant. If not, Mike Bray himself, despite that being his last game, he was still ready to end that game, despite him not even having one to coach if they lost. Yeah, so it's funny you bring up Mike Bray. Coached his last game at Notre Dame, last game in the ACC. And so, you know, he has a little bit of a legacy in the league. He put together some great Notre Dame teams, including uh, the one that won the uh, ACC championship a little while ago with, uh, oh, what was the guard's name? Uh, Demetrius, Demetrius Jackson. Yes, they Demetrius They had yes, Jerry, Jerry and Grant. That team was awesome. Pat Connaughton and the crew. Really Bonzi Colson. Let's just do this whole thing. This is the show. Let's just name former players of Notre Dame. But, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> All right, so what do, you, what, do you feel like is, <laughs> what do you feel like is his legacy in the ACC? What did he mean, if anything? I think he was everybody's beloved character. Everybody loved Mike Bray. I think so, and especially when Jordan Cornette put out that video and Jordan Cornette played for Mike Bray during his time at Notre Dame 20 years ago, he put out that video where he says anytime he talks about his time at Notre Dame, people say to him how much they love Mike Bray. And I think you see that in interviews a lot. Plus, he kind of embodies the ACC more so than you might think with him coming from Notre Dame, who was not one of the original ACC teams, right? Mm -hmm. Being a Coach K disciple, spending time at Duke before taking that job, and then the Fighting Irish do move to the Atlantic Coast Conference. So kind of a sneaky resume when you just discuss how much he means to this. He does have that ACC tournament uh, win, and he also has the Elite Eight appearance in the NCAA tournament where it was Carl Anthony Towns and he hit that layup in order to send Notre Dame home. Fighting Irish, they almost beat that undefeated Kentucky team before Wisconsin did yeah. in the Final Four. You, you've had success. They've always been, been a tough out. So I am always going to view Mike Bray pretty favorably with what he did in this conference. 
I, I think of all the Big East schools, I guess he embraced the ACC the most because his ties to the conference goes further than being a Coach K disciple. And, and I appreciate that, though. Like, I oh, really yeah, appreciate so, that. So do I. Like, it was a lot better than Jim Beheim constantly complaining, Rick Pitino cheating, and then Jamie Dixon <laughs> getting fired. I'm not going to miss him, though, because that guy knew how to get his team ready to play against Carolina. Right. I will miss him, though, showing up coaching in shorts and a polo. 100%. Because only Mike Bray, the mafia man that he is, could pull off that luck. How much are you going to miss, Bray, just with you having so much ACC coverage a part of your career? I mean, Mike Bray, to me, he was one of the better guys to talk to, in my opinion. Yeah, Coach Bray, I've interviewed him probably four or five times. Always smiling, always great attitude, man. Like I said, he had four uh, NCAA tournament seasons in the ACC. So, yeah, I think he will be missed, and I think he established Notre Dame as a uh, a very solid program in the ACC where you can win there. We know Notre Dame is a football school for the most part, but this is a school that, you know, if you can get the right mix of guys in there, they can compete in the ACC. Uh, this He's turned them into a program in this league to where you can walk in with that Notre Dame polo on and you will get some respect. So he will certainly be missed. And when we return on the Wesson Walker show, if the Panthers do trade up to number one, is it only one guy that they're going up to get, or could they shock the NFL world? That is next. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.